Twitter shares are down 4.5%. Even as the markets come back, social media stock is struggling. As it looks, evidence is building that Elon buyout may stall at best, perhaps not happen. Dan Ives joins us, Managing Director of Equity Research at Wedbush, where you just slashed the price targets uh, for your Twitter expectations. Dan, thanks for being here this afternoon. So does that mean you don't think this deal is going to happen? Well, I think, I mean, there's a better chance of me playing for Yankees than 54-20 happens. So, so, so let's just start Well, there. I haven't seen you pitch, Dan, so I don't know. Again, good curveball, but I don't even want to get into that. I mean, look, the, <laughs> the point is, is that this is either a renegotiated deal at a lower price, 42 to 45 for starters, or Musk ultimately tries to walk. This is just a nasty court battle. In that case, Twitter, could, that, that the stock could see a two in front of it. Okay, so if uh, there is no buyout, what's the future of Twitter here? They just go back to business as normal? Look, I think there would be dark days ahead because, first off, from an investor perspective, you got the fake account bot issues. So investors would have skepticism in the numbers that they're producing. They've already had significant cuts internally. Resumes are out there. You know, the company's been waiting for the buyout, and now it appears, and this has really been on a thesis, 5420 was never going to happen. The stock was telling you that. Now it comes down to does the board come to the table with Musk because of the fake account bot issue on a lower price? Otherwise, this becomes sharpen the knives, get ready for court. And get ready for court because uh, Mr. Musk will uh, take it to that level. I mean, the uh, do you have a view on his ability to back away from this? Because uh, it seems like, uh, from what I read, most legal experts are saying that he's locked in uh, unless there is an amicable divorce between parties. Look, I mean, and, and I've heard that, obviously, you know, me and you've heard that many times, but the stock's at 37 for a reason. In other words, True. like, th there's a view that Musk will fight it in terms of this being a material breach, in terms of the numbers. This will ultimately be, you know, you, you can start to ultimately really dive into the numbers, that 5% number is a 15, it's a 20%. The, the ultimate issue here is that this would drag on for an extended period of time. It would be a disaster for Twitter. For Tesla, look, ultimately this becomes a positive because the last thing is a Tesla investor you ever wanted to see was must buy on Twitter. So I think that's also relieved a bit of what's been out of you about $100, $150 overhang in the stock. Mm. All right, uh, so let's uh, take that transition and let's talk some Tesla 2 here. Uh, the deliveries number, what'd you think about that? Give me the latest here on your expectations. That you've still got the $1,000 price target for Tesla, right? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, here it is a, a week later after deliveries. It goes back to last weekend. I think some talk Investors thought the stock could go into the 60s. But our view is that April and May were well known in terms of the shutdown because of COVID in China. You look at the trajectory in terms of the month of June and second half, I think you could be looking at 1.4 million units for the year. I think investors are fast forwarding. I, I ultimately believe numbers in terms of the quarter coming up, it's all, all focused in the second half. I, to me, outside of Black Swan zero COVID issue, right now demand is 15.0% oversupply, and that continues to be the issue. Mm. What will we be looking for uh, to gauge uh, Tesla's response to China's reopening? Should we be expecting these numbers?
to pick up quite dramatically in the coming months? Is it imminent that uh, uh, we're going to see sales pick up there? Well, I think it's imminent in terms of on the production side. You'll see a bit of a shutdown early July for an enhancement of, of the factory in Shanghai. But then coming out of that, I mean, they are going to be on a significant trajectory from a production perspective. Demand's not the issue. There are a lot been made of BYD surpassing Tesla in terms of EVs. China's a massive market. This is not a zero-sum game. For Tesla, the name of the game right now is ramping production. You need to start to see, ultimately, Berlin as well as Austin ramp as well. And then they're going to be a production footprint that's going to be over $2 million going to next year. Mm, okay. And uh, as far as the layoffs go and uh, the workforce reduction at Tesla, does it seem like uh, that was a – a one and done. I uh, saw that a few of the employees are saying their uh, severance was too small, but uh, is that the end of the story? I don't think you can say it's the end of the story. I think they'll continue to see cuts around the edges, just like we're seeing across tech companies across the board. But I do think a bit more was made of that than it really is. I mean, they're still doing some net hiring in terms of the factory. But, but Albert, this really comes down to what we're going to see in the second half of the year in 2023. I think a lot of bad news has baked into the stock, and that's why we sit here a week later and the stock's up pretty nicely from those delivery numbers. Indeed, uh, 10% plus week for Tesla, uh, back near the high end of the range from the last month. Thanks for checking in, Dan. Appreciate it. Have a great Thank weekend. You. you too. Dan Ives joining us from Wedbush with the explanation for the drop in the price target to 43 on Twitter from 54. but still the bullish expectation for Tesla to reach $1,000.